And then I bought, last time I went, I bought some of the good Charmin Ultra or whatever. And holy cow, is there a huge difference. Yeah, now your butt feels much better, I bet. <laughs> ah, quilted Charmin. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> a little prequel, a little, uh, little a pre-show talk on toilet paper. A little, yeah, that ends our fecal segment. Um, Howdy, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Binge Watch Podcast. Follow us on the... Twitter sphere at at binge watch PC. Uh, give us a shout out, send us questions, do whatever there on Twitter. That's the easiest way to do it, I think. Yep. Do the tweet thing. All right. So I, I thought we would uh, talk about his princedom first. Yeah. Get that the elephant in the room out of the way. Yeah. So I feel like the, for me, this is like the first one that of all these major stars dying or whatever that like do we yeah i love david bowie yeah. i got uh yeah. pandora david bowie channel same here which i found out that prince a couple of years ago taking everything off streaming because he was mad about the amount of money that um the artist not himself but the newer artists were basically they make nothing off those streaming yeah. services so he'd taken in protest taken all his stuff off streaming so I had to end up buying a couple on iTunes because I wasn't going to dig through these boxes of CDs over here. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> looking for print stuff from back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, yeah, the it's the first one that uh, of these major musician deaths that occupied a huge part of my childhood growing up. Mm-hmm. Dirty Mind had an aunt that um, went to the store when I was 10 or 11 or whatever and said, hey, give me some of the stuff that's really cool now that kids would like. <laughs> and you, they told, gave, you told her Prince. No, I didn't. Oh, the, yeah. Whoever you know, was oh, at the music store, probably right. you, um, <laughs> told her, oh, just handed her three things. It was this one of them was an LP that was kind of like a best of Beatles that's never been carried over to it wasn't called best of or anything like that but it was a collection of their right hits at one point it's, it's never been available on cassette or cd oh, so or iTunes probably or a limited release on vinyl yeah. or something yeah. and um of course i was 10 i probably destroyed it in a couple of years yeah um lips incorporated ah uh, yes was funky town it was funky town yep. and, and all and the other, i think they had one more hit off that but the third one was Prince Dirty Mind. Oh, nice. So, you know, 10 years That's old. That's a great, and, great album for a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listening to Dirty Mind. But, you know, so I've been a Prince fan ever since. Yeah. So it was the first uh, mu- musical death maybe since Stevie Ray Vaughan that, like, I was yeah. super connected to that artist. And then so it's been a little bit of a weird experience. Now I'm feeling like I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's that. Whenever you have somebody like that, that is, is a part of your life, like that, part of your collective consciousness of periods of your life or large periods of your life. When they, when that person dies, uh, it's like you know, holy cow, you know. Now, and I'm getting not only am I getting older chronologically, but I'm getting older now that the people that were with me in this you know these these years this journey of life kind of even though you don't know them you, but you associate with them think you know them because you know you listen to their music um you know part of that is you know kind of part of you so when it dies you're like oh crap you know that's your it makes you kind of face your your mortality and uh and unfortunate and kind of sad ways 
But I'm kind of the same with you. I, I was a little later to the party on, on Prince. I didn't uh, really know him, but I was kind of later to the party on music in general. It wasn't until high school that, uh, you know, my first very first concert I ever went to was when I was a junior in high school uh, seeing Foreigner on the Foreigner 4 yeah. tour. Uh, that was my very first show, which, oh, by the way, I found a T-shirt on Amazon, a Foreigner 4 tour T-shirt. Awesome. Did you buy it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy cow, this is my first. I didn't I didn't buy it back then. I didn't have any money. Uh, went, with, went to the show with a, with a buddy. And didn't have any money, so I didn't get a T-shirt. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm getting a T-shirt now. That's gonna be sweet. And it's got the big four, the the numbers. I wonder if I yeah. should do that by the get it for the first concert I ever went to. What, what was that? Uh, my dad took me to a late concert of Iron Butterfly. Oh yeah. In the back of a truck. Yeah. <laughs> and we just like pulled up and sat. I don't know how old I was, like six or seven. I bet there's a, eight, maybe. I, I know I've seen the Iron Butterfly, the one, the whatever that album was on, Inagata de Vida. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe the album's called Inagata de Vida. Yeah, it is. But uh, there's that cover for that that's out there. But hmm. but I don't know about a tour shirt. But so, you know, I, I, uh, I was kind of late. So the very first, my very first exposure to Prince was probably like a lot of people was from the 1999 album when I started here on the radio, Little Red Corvette. Right. Know, and that, that that opening, you know, that of the, the synth, the drum, the drum, um, you know, the digital drums and the synths coming in there. I was just like, oh, I like this. Yeah. You know? So did you see enough? Did you see the um, ad that Chevrolet ran? Yes. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Maybe that was much too fast. Maybe that was much too fast. Yeah. Yeah. I thought somebody one on one of the Facebook posts said something around, Along the lines of, it's the first like uh, corporate um, ad that to honor an artist that hasn't made me want to throw up. In fact, I think it's one of the coolest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Right? Yeah, they, they weren't trying to capitalize. Yeah, on it was and, just a, a, a and they really, really obscure you could angle it. of that of the car. Yeah, and you and knew so you knew it was a red Corvette. Right, but, you can see the Corvette on the side, but it wasn't like any blade. They didn't even put a Chevy logo or anything, no. Chevrolet, nothing on there. Just let it let it, let it be that. You yeah, know? and I think that was they actually did a, a ad similar to that. A few years back, of mm-hmm. course, when he was alive, they did something. Uh, maybe it was um, for either one of their anniversary models or something. But it was it was a similar tagline, but it wasn't quite that, you know. But it was basically again just a red Corvette and, and a lyric from the song, I think. But uh, yeah, that was my first exposure, and then uh, then of course, nineteen ninety nine, I started hearing it around the same time. Actually, nineteen ninety nine, I think, it was released as a single before Little Red Corvette. Uh, I think that album came out in the fall of the of eighty uh, two, and I heard little wasn't little red Corvette. It wasn't playing on the radio till like this to early winter, uh, late winter, early spring of eighty three. And that's when I started hearing it on the radio, and uh, that was that was my first exposure. And then, then of course when um, in eighty four when Purple Rain hit, uh, that was then the world was <laughs> now knows Prince uh, fully yeah. you know, at that time. Uh, just made him already a, already a a star kind of developing and exploding, you know, or, or gaining gaining momentum. But then that was just like a nuclear bomb going off was when Purple Rain was released and the MTV, you know, covered it, covered the release party for the film and, and everything. And they played the videos, you know, almost 24-7. Uh, heavy rotation uh so it was just a it was massive that summer of 84 you could not escape couldn't go anywhere without hearing prince yeah so um dirty mind came in ni- out in 1980 so it would have been 10 yep 
Um, and I, I had listened, somehow got a hold of a copy of Controversy. And then, of course, in 82, when I'm 12, uh, 1999 comes out. And then f- my freshman year is Purple Rain. Um, and then he had basically an album a year, Around the World in a Day, mm-hmm. Parade, Sign of the Times, and Love Sexy came out the year I graduated. And that, uh, Batman, the soundtrack for Batman was the year after that. Mm-hmm. 89. I, I saw, I was looking at some stuff online, um, Graffiti Bridge, which is a sequel to Purple Rain, which I've never seen. You know, but I don't it's think like I have voted yeah. one of the worst movies of all time because <laughs> right. he wrote it. I mean, he basically controlled the whole thing. Right. Um, and uh, it's supposed to be pretty terrible. Yeah. I've never seen uh, as the movie. You know, I've heard, of course, heard the, the album, but uh, Under the Cherry Moon. I've right? seen the movie one time. Yeah. I think maybe when it first came out on HBO or wherever it, uh, back in the day. But yeah. Um, and I haven't actually listened to the last four or five albums. I, me neither. And that, Musicology is the last right. Prince CD that I own. I think, yeah. I think it was because I got it for free. <laughs> yeah. And that 2004, he re- he's trying to get out the Warner Brothers thing he released. Musicology, The Chocolate Invasion, and Slaughterhouse all in 2004. <laughs> yep. um, but I remember some of the tunes off of Musicology and all that stuff. Yeah, I think I saw him. Uh, I did. I was. I did see Prince live once uh, down at. Re- it was either was it Reunion or AC? I think it was Reunion. And um, I think it was on the Musicology tour. It was either that one or the album before. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the last few years he's had. You know, he's released just a ton of stuff. And I think it's been nothing huge commercially. It's all just been kind of more, you know, cool music that... You I know. think he's been exploring a lot. But yeah. I thought maybe I should try to go back and listen to some I know, of I know. Me too. I need to go back and... Because, and, good Lord, how much of the catalog does that dude have out there? Well, supposedly know? he's got like 100 albums worth of songs in that vault. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Paisley, Paisley Park, he's got enough... Stuff he could release. They said something. Someone, someone guessed, estimated that like yeah, they could probably release a Prince album every year for like the next fifty years. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. It'd be and how insane would it be if they're, it's like really good stuff? Yeah. But he, I, I saw one of the many things that I watched over the last week, um, inter- interviewing him about all the stuff that's in there, and he's like, you know, I'll get into like a phase, like where I'm making a particular type or particular sounding type of music. And then I've got all these songs recorded, and I'll release an album of that kind of stuff. But there's a ton of other stuff. But by the time it would be, hey, get another album, I'm already down, I'm already down the road, yeah. and like going back and trying to figure out like what to do with all that stuff is, you know, he's like, I'm I'm pushing ahead, and I'm never really trying to go back. So it just it's just all sitting there and recorded in that vault. Hopefully, it's on like some. Non-perishable uh, electronic right, yeah. media. I hope he's uh, got it triple, quadruple redundancy backups of all that stuff. You know, if, he's all, if it's all digital or I don't know if it's on DAT tape or I don't know how he, the dude records. Or I imagine he's changed over the because he's he's been a pretty technological dude. Uh, but yeah, please say you've got it on some cloud, you know, <laughs> server somewhere that's got super backups to everything. One of the first things I thought about, I don't know if you remember this, remember we went to Austin that time we were coming back we got stuck in traffic for hours yeah and we were listening to nothing but prince and michael and i were really drunk just singing prince <laughs> at the top of our lungs for hours in the truck <laughs> yeah in the sweet pickles truck yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, I I'm the same way. It didn't you know when it when I first heard the news, I was sitting at you know working on the computer and doing my work thing, and I uh, you know and then my phone was blowing. You know, started getting text notifications, news notifications. You know, death at the you know Princess Paisley Park compound. I'm like, oh please, please not not let it not be Prince. You know. Yep. Let, and then, or not let it be that you know he has murdered somebody or something like that. You know that, or he's, you know, which I never thought it would, it would be possible. Or, or some, there was some drug. Maybe I thought, well, oh, maybe it's some friend of his that OD'd or something like that. You know, got to party too much or something like that. But I'm like, please, 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 not let it not be Prince. And then when it finally came out that it's him, I'm like, oh, damn it. And you see, <laughs> they they cremated and already have this have had the service. Yeah. And I think it's gonna. I think I was texting you last night that I, I think at the end. Whether they absolutely can prove it or not, it'll be prescription drugs. And if you think like <clears throat> all these um, prescription drugs was got, how many stars have gotten killed or died or overdosed in the right. last ten or fifteen years all around prescription drugs? Because that supposedly, you know, who maybe we'll never know the truth, but that it was a Percocet. He was like taking a lot of Percocet and he had an OD on the plane. That's why they had to make the emergency landing and so on and so forth. But man, those prescription drugs are some fucked up. Th- and then a, a month ago, I read where Ambien is like one of the top killers now. Oh, yeah. Um, because not Ambien itself, like if you need to take Ambien to go to sleep, that's fine. It's the mix, it's the mix of Ambien and alcohol. And a lot of this stuff is the it's depressant, depressant. You you stop breathing, mm-hmm. and and your Slow. brain chemistry is altered. Where typically it would, your brain will wake you up and go, dude, you're not getting. I'm not getting oxygen. Wake the fuck up. It doesn't, yeah. and you just you die. Yeah. Um, but it's like the number one um, emergency room visit is, um, ambient, ambient, and, and something and alcohol, or ambient. Yeah. And I guess it's a psychotropic drug, and if you take Ambien and fight through the sleepiness, like on the other side of it, you trip out and stuff. And mm. um, so it's got kind of yeah. Of so pop. Whitney Houston didn't she prescription drug fell asleep in the hot the bot the tub or whatever. Down, yeah. Michael Jackson obviously well, prescription drug. Yeah, he was trying to sleep, so he was taking like heavy duty yeah. stuff, like only doctor prescribed. That's when that doctor got uh, got charged with with his death. Um, was that he was trying to. You know, working so hard, and, and you know, it was probably like you know, speeding to try and and stay up and and do things and get st- get stuff accomplished and get get uh, practice for his tour, upcoming tour, and all that stuff. And then, all right, I need to crash now. I want to crash now. I need something to take. And you know, you just got your body all of rhythm, and it's all you know. You're he was you're, on like ninety things. Oh, yeah, and then you just you know, it's yeah. And with him, you know, Michael Jackson's death. You know, that dude was was an, was an incredible talent. But you know, you kind of when he when that happened to him, I wasn't like it was like a huge shock. It was kind of like right. you know, yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that right on the wall happening. Uh, but Prince, and you know, I never thought in a million years I thought that dude would be still making mu- music in his seventies. You know. Um, or older, you know, 80s. You know, I thought that dude would just be, keep cranking it out. That he seemed almost t- ageless and and timeless. So, yeah, it's a sh- it was a it was a, it was a shock. And then of course you hear about like this the the overdose possible, you know, probably, you know. And and now I almost like this is TMZ treated for drug overdose days before death. Yeah. I almost believe because TMZ pays, they get to the truth, right? Because yeah. somebody will go, oh man. Ten twenty thousand dollars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and they're not so. 
not that I'm a big TMZ fan and I never go, but yeah. if I see something like TMZ is reporting, blah, 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 I typically think that's probably accurate. Yeah, they're on the right track. Because someone's yeah. called in and said, hey, for $500 or for $5,000, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, w- I would but think why that those dude, if he's okay, if it's Percocet, why is he taking Percocet? What, what's, what's, what's he getting out of that? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. That's you know. it. Is it, getting it, fucked up, getting right. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what Percocet actually does to you. It's a it's, depressant, I think. Yeah, to take you down. We can we can we can check out the uh, drug facts as we are talking. Relieve here. moderate severe pain. Oh, so it's a painkiller. Yep. Well, you know, dude had some. Um, who was it that said this? I think maybe Chile. He had hip, hip, yeah, some major hip problems, uh, hip pain because of all the stuff, he, the acrobatic stuff he did. You know, right. it doesn't and help. And he's a Jehovah's Witness, which they can't. They disallow blood transfusions. Right. Mm-hmm. So he had to do like a bloodless surgery or something yeah, like that, which is tough. You yeah, know, it's hard on your body. Um, but he, yeah, he, you know, was. Doing all this stuff over the years of performing and, you know, wearing in high, in high heels, heels, you know, yeah. in high heel boots and stuff, jumping off a rock in Purple Rain, jumping off risers, yeah. you know, in, in boots that are basically sewn into his costume, to, sewn into his outfit. So, yeah, that's that's tough on your on your body. And then, you know, you know, that's one thing when you're, you know, 24 years old, but when you're, you know, 50-something, it's, it's a lot, you know, even 40-something, it's a lot harder on you. So, I guess, like Percocet is oxycodone. Can slow or stop your breathing. Yep. Yep. No, that's what I figure they're going to find out. That's like, like all these people, they all have such hectic lifestyles and lives and you forget no one tells you no. Did I take two of these or did I take take three? You're rich. You get whatever you want. It's, it's definitely. Yeah. If that's the case, it's just such a shame. You know, I'd almost like, I'd almost rather it be. That uh, you know, as a, a brain aneurysm or something that you cannot predict, not not handle, it just you know, bam. Okay, that was dude's body just you know went you know just wore out or whatever. You know, heart heart you know deal. I just hope it's and then of course again you always think back of you know well what could the dude have done? Like there's a ton of rumors right now going on out there. You know, we won't know until we get the autopsy results back. He's already been weeks. cremated. Yeah. But we won't know what, you know, from, uh, um, you know, what was it exactly it was um, until they kind of come back and say things. But there's rumors out there, like like one rumor was, oh, well, you know, dude's had AIDS for, for uh, you know, 20 years. He got it, got it in the early 90s, and he's been battling, um, been taking, um, um, you know, drugs, managing it well over the years. And once, you know, once he got into the Jehovah Witnesses, you know, they convinced him, that uh, God healed him and he needed to go off the medicine because they didn't, they frowned upon it. And so he went off of it and then it came back with a, you know, came, got, started to come back and then his body just, you know, kind of wore out from it. You know, okay, yeah, maybe it's a possibility, but we won't know, you know, until they, you know, tell the results. You know, they've got analyze the blood and tissue and, and uh, bone marrow, all that stuff. They've got to go analyze all that in great detail to get toxicology and all that. So we won't know for a few weeks. And, and yeah, then we should see what they release, you know, if they fully, if it's full disclosure or they only release it to the family or what. Well, I think, though, if you do, like, aren't autopsy, autopsy findings, like, public record? I think they are. It depends on, the. I think, the, the municipality. The because state. it's an ongoing police. Ten, I mean, the police, looks like the police held the press conference, talked to lo, local sheriffs, the yeah, deputies yeah, filmed. They did. So I would think that it's going to be a public record. Yeah. 
So you would think they would want to get ahead of it and say, hey. Yeah. Kind of had a painkiller thing going on because of the hips and stuff, which is understandable. Sure. Yeah. Like I see, I see why, you know, it's obvious like why people use these things. Yeah. Um, but they're all, you know, opiate based. Yeah. So it's all like, it's super addicting. And then again, once you're like one of these famous stars, it, like for me, if I have major surgery and uh, I get, hooked on painkillers i got no way to get them <laughs> right yeah eventually the, your pharmacy's gonna go i'm sorry sir you cannot you can yeah, no longer get any more gonna of these not uh, allow it <laughs> right. um, and that and they're just gonna cut you flat cut you off where you're famous when you're if, prince or michael jackson you can go find somebody that's gonna right, get you, you some. Uh, hey doc i'll give you 10 grand you write me a prescription <laughs> right. okay yeah okay no problem <laughs> do you want these right now you want me to drive over to your house and bring some, them to you i got some in my pocket um so yeah, that's fucked up. But yeah, but you know, I, it uh, I, it, it really like you. It really affected me more. I mean, I was a Bowie fan. Yeah, it was. It was the. It's probably number as far as deaths that really kind of shook me and really was like just totally bummed me out, made me extremely sad and and hurt. Was next to Steve Ray Vaughan. That was number one, and probably Prince. Now is probably number mm-hmm. two. Because, uh, yeah, as much as I like Bowie, I just wasn't as into him yeah. as I was Prince. It was know? like, and he was older too, Bowie, I think. Yeah, he was another day. Well, you think about it, you know, you think, okay, he's 60s versus 50s, but but really, Prince 57, I think Bowie was 63 or, mm. six, or 60. Something. It was like a difference of like eight or nine years. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, it's not not a whole lot of difference. I mean, it's it's basically another, almost another decade, but in uh, age and his wheelhouse, you know. Uh, started in seventies versus really you know eighties, but um, you know Prince start, did start in the late seventies, but then Bowie started in the late sixties actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a decade difference there. Um, but yeah, it just didn't. It was much. I was much more. That was much more of my like. I told someone on Facebook, you know, I had to watch Purple Rain because it was a it was a um, a cathartic thing because of my college years. You know, of you know of that was. That was such a big part of my of my who I was running around with, my best friends then, you know, an early girlfriend, you know, it was all about the Purple Rain era and all that, you know, and that was almost a soundtrack, you know, to you know our relationship in a way. So, you know, when that you know, Prince dies, it's like holy cow, you know, all that's kind of so. Is, now, is up. are we counting down to just when Bono passes? It's your dude. <laughs> is your third dude, one? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh. Please, sweet Jesus, don't let any of the members of you two die until they're at least eighty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So let's do some TV stuff. I can't. So here. Um. Still keeping up with Vikings. It's still. It's still good. Yeah. I am a little. It drags. Has dragged a little bit this season. So we'll see what, where. What it goes. season is this? Four or? Yeah. yeah. And it's good. It's got a great cast. It's a little like it took a long time. Like I mean, you watch Vikings, right? Because you want to see like what that era looked like, right? But you also, in your mind, these are like super warlike, you know, conquering. And obviously, that's not all they did, right? Right. Yeah. They, but they uh, <laughs> yeah. But so when you watch that show, you really want to see some action and. and feel that and it they've taken so long this season to kind of build up to that the last last episode was pretty good but uh um and i hope that uh it continues to grow it had this season has had some really cool stuff like they had a like a viking berserker guy huge you know six five guy go after um one of the main character's sons and that was a pretty cool deal to um 
to see like the, they were individual warriors that right, just basically combat. were out for hire and would fight wherever. Um, so that's been pretty cool. So what I have been watching, um, and I told you my grand plan was, I, I thought Paul's going to be here today. So Paul, um, yeah, Paul, thanks for not showing, buddy. <laughs> I watched some stuff that I felt like. I know he's probably up on Gotham, and I know he's on Blacklist, and they just had a major thing happen. I got to get caught up on Blacklist. Um, yeah. Last week, it was yeah. Like, I don't watch. I'm, 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 you know, again, I started season one and bailed because I got behind in early season one. So, but I did see a, a spoiler thing on on the yeah, the which next, I don't the, know yet. The next so. episode of Blacklist, and I'm like, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's some big uh, um, thing there. So I may get caught up on that in the next couple of days. So I, I started watching um, Banshee, which is that um, we've talked about it before. We talked about it when yeah. Darius is here. Cinemax. Yeah. So it's yeah. the one where the guy gets out of prison. He goes to the town where his ex girlfriend is like living undercover. They tried to rip her father off and went horribly bad like 15 years ago. Um, the sheriff, the new sheriff gets killed. He kind of takes over the sheriff as impersonating him as a way to hang around town and, and have some freedom and be able to interact with his the girlfriend he's trying to track down who's since remarried and has kids and all this stuff. And it's a kind of a cool show. And I would have watched this earlier, I think, if I would have known that it was uh, produced by Alan Ball, who is the producer and writer and everything of uh, Six Feet Under. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Quality. And, yeah, and some other stuff, too. I'll have to kind of... I can't remember what else he's done. But uh, Your Head Goes Here Entertainment is his uh, thing. Let's see what he's done here. Yeah, Six Feet Under was quality through and through. Um, Loved it. So, but Banshee... Six Feet that. Under, True Blood, hmm. were his were the ones he was super involved in. And then I guess he's just an executive producer or something on... Um, Banshee. Yeah. This doesn't mention this here. He's also, yeah, he's also one of the executive producers on Cinemax Banshee. Um, but, uh, True Blood. God, he was the writer of all the seasons of True Blood. He's taking some time off. That ended in 2012. Really? Last yeah. four years he had done much? Yeah. Hmm. Just chilling. Chilling with Captain's Benjamins, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> got, enough, got enough cake, and he's just living well. You know, hey, that's what that's what you can do. More power to you. But it's good, and I think like it knows. It is a little the Skinamax thing where it's the bow chicka wow wow and sex for kind of no particular reason because yeah, well they got series about that too. You yeah. know, the, what's that one with the models? Life on top. You know, <laughs> that's basically an excuse to. Show boobies and yeah. You know, uh, so that's soft a, core. <laughs> still a little. It's okay, but but what they do, action wise, I think is really smart. It's the thing that bored me with Daredevil was action sequences would go too long, where um, Banshee has really like violent action scenes, but they only last like two, three, four minutes. Right, they're not long. They're not drawn long, out, drawn out. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, okay, 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 somebody dies, somebody dies, somebody dies. Right. Um, how, many, how many times can these two dudes just wail on each other with, with one of them not going down? Yeah. Um. So I, I enjoyed it. I had been meaning to watch it forever. And it's been such a, a grind on watching all the shows that we're trying to keep up with that when yeah. fear was over for the season not fear when walking dead was over for the season i kind of felt like um i want to go watch something just for the fuck of it right you know what i mean yeah not something that i feel like obligated to 
stuff that I love, but stuff that you've got to spend that much, you know, involvement with, you know. Yeah, so it's good. I'm done with season one on it, and I'm gonna put it on the back burner a little bit, but I am gonna continue to watch it. How many uh, how many seasons is uh, Banshee? It's like three or four. Uh, it's Banshee Origins. Banshee. There we go. Thirty-eight episodes, four seasons. Yeah. First season was t- first year was ten. Second year was ten. Third year was ten. Fourth year is eight. Well, at least so far, I guess May is still uh, four season. Season four is going ongoing right now. Yeah. And they're only sl- they're slating eight number eight to be in May twentieth of this year. So I don't know if it's going to have another two or they're only going to so do So it's got to have year. a decent following if they're right. season four. They're still cranking on it, yeah. And don't get me wrong, the the ladies in the show are super hot and they're naked a lot. So I mean, I don't have nothing against that, but yeah, this girl's attractive. Ivana, Ivana Mills. Ivana Hump. Yeah, Ivana <laughs> Hump a lot. That's <laughs> from was that Austin Powers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of vagina. <laughs> Uh, Ivana Milselvic, she is uh, she's an attractive lady, forty one years of age. So, have you watched any of Fear so far? Yes, we watched episode one, the first episode. What did you think? Um, I liked it actually. I thought okay, they this is the best episode we've seen so far. Yeah, uh, and and it, it's it's starting to click, you know. That it's that it, we're okay. It's zombie on now, you know. It's it's and uh, you know I was a little worried about the whole the whole boat thing, and um, we did watch after we watched the the season premiere of, of Fear. We watched uh, Talking Dead is going to roll with it this uh, with Fear this year, and so since it's you know there's no Walking Dead going on, so uh, makes sense. They um, and they kind of did some behind the scenes stuff and talked to the to the main showrunners of it, uh, which are different than, than Walking Dead regular, uh, that they're going to be not, the whole episode, the whole series, the whole season is not going to be on the boat. Uh, it know. can't be. Yeah. It's a big handicap. Yeah, yeah. And season, I mean, uh, episode two, it's, but I'm already sp- kind of done with the boat. Yeah. They spent some money on the, on the boat set though. They basically constructed that sucker from scratch, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. And they're, they're, they're filming it in the, in the same tank that uh, Cameron did Titanic in. Nice. The same filming tanks. It's it's basically one. It's almost like a zero edge, infinity edge pool. Mm-hmm. So it has. They built it right on the side of the ocean, and uh, it's elevated enough that it has is this giant, huge, huge tank. Uh, so it looks almost like a you know like a small lake, and then because it has this infinity edge that looks toward the ocean, you can do those shots out toward the water. So then it looks like it really does go on, yeah. you know, forever until the till the horizon line. Um, so it's pretty cool. So they spent some bucks on it. So they're going to get some mileage out of it. But they said, no, we're going to be on land and, and off and on. And it's, you know, so it's not, you know, the whole season is not going to be on the, on, on the boat. But I thought it was really, it was good. To, and I don't know if it's because we had that character set up of uh, season one. So you kind of knew, knew their interactions and who they were. Um, you kind of knew some of that. Uh, going in so things made more sense than than when we started with season one you're like who are these people and what are they doing and why are they such idiots um so a lot of that kind of it it, but it it just had much more the the the, um the pacing of it was better 
you know, the tension levels were good. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a really good episode. I thought it was a major upgrade, acting wise, directing wise, yeah. story wise, dialogue wise. It's still just okay for me. Yeah, it's not quite Walking Dead quality yet, yeah. you know, but uh, it's much, much, much better. Yeah, I think they had to have um, heard the feedback <laughs> and the drop off <laughs> and the the audience, <laughs> right? Um, but I will say they got to get away from the boat pretty quickly. If it drags on two or three more episodes, I did watch uh, episode two. You've seen episode two, okay? Um, and if it that it would be a major handicap story wise because it's kind of a one note type of deal. Yeah. Um, they, there's an interesting person that they bring in in episode two that I thought, oh, this will be a fantastic fucking uh, upgrade cast wise. Um, it's a uh, someone that was on the Shield the entire mm. run. Yeah, it's been in tons of stuff, um, but doesn't make it out of that episode. Uh, so I was like, why bring someone in that a quality person like yeah, that? And, they're not yeah, not have them hanging around because I do. They need another two to four really strong characters quick. Yeah, because. Heroin boy is annoying as fuck. <laughs> he was he's the he's in uh, he annoyed me in the first episode. The second episode is annoying me. Yeah. The other fucking kid, the now the whiny brooder McBrooder. Right. Um, it was all brood because his mom I mean, died. Yeah, and then you can only have so much teen angst in this and yeah. and, and they've almost marginalized and, the the daughter because they can't have three angsty t- teens taking up entire right, airspace. Yeah, and she's you know doing the, on the first episode there the uh, the uh, online uh, on air dating there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking to this dude, you know, like really. So the, this family drama stuff is they gotta squash this like pretty fast. Like it cannot be a whole another season of. Like it sucks every time they flip to one of the sons, it just sucks the air out of the episode, man. Um, yeah, because it's not like heroin, dude. Carl's progression it was has been like a, if you read a lot of the stuff for Walking Dead, the uh, Carl a lot of time for a long time was considered kind of an anchor, like he was dragging the show down. Like, what are you gonna do with this kid? Yeah, blah blah blah. Like the. Um, one of the big things that I that I read was a lot of the the critics or what I'm talking about fear. They were like, "Here's the things that we don't want to see you repeat in fear. One is Carl or a Carl like character that you really can't do anything with for a long, long, long time, yeah. and is just there for a long time. Um, and then they have two of them. They have yeah. two Carls. Or three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the family dynamic, like. They some of these family members have got to start dying. Number one, it'll add some drama to the show. It'll add, allow them to rotate in. They need to pick like of these three kids. This is the one that's going to make it in this season right. three and four, and the other ones have to die. Sadly, it almost seems like you know because he was such a central part of the first uh, first season. You know, heroin kid is their picked dude. You know, their picked <sighs> guy to be the main. He's my one. number one kill. I know. I he's know. on the he's top of my kill so list. Irritating. His fucking hair. <laughs> right. Drives me insane. He wears the same damn clothes. Get that guy some more clothes, for God's sake. I know. <laughs> He's oh, God. Get him out of his khakis and freaking khaki jacket. But I, I, the dad has annoyed me less these couple of episodes. Yeah, He's yeah like, I thought he was okay. He's much better. Um, I really like the mom's character. Yep, she's um, strong. I like the older guy, the Hispanic guy. 
and his but his daughter who has been on a bunch of other shows I've watched has played in these two episodes very minimal yeah like she's in in episode two she's in maybe for four or five minutes the whole episode wow um so that almost feels like but I felt like this this person from this female from the shield um I was like, oh, this would be great. Even if she's only in here for four, five, six episodes, she's a really solid character actor, and I thought this would be a great upgrade. Um, I, but I, I think that they they can get better at directing, right, which I think mm-hmm. they did in the yeah. last couple of episodes. The cinematography, I think, improved. Storyline, the dialogue was much better. But the cast is, need, needs some major upgrades as we go along, and they've... I feel like a, at least one new solid cast member needs to be integrated fairly quickly before I burn their thing down. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's coming. I, I think just seeing kind of the, some of the people that are that are slated to be on the show um, this season, I think there's there's some there's some good stuff coming. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like you. I don't, you know, the kids kind of annoy me. Uh, I, I do like Ruben Blades' character. Yeah, uh, that's da- the Daniel yeah. Salazar. I like him. I really love Coleman Domingo's uh, character, Strand. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's like number one interest, peak my interest guy of all. And you know? he's getting a little bit more like he, there's some stuff in the episode two where you thought you start to think like their suspicion of him may be well founded. Yeah, that he's not above and above board on everything that's going on. Right, right. Which just adds to the intrigue of it all. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, I uh, I'm excited, you know, we won't watch we will we probably will watch season or the second episode tonight and then while the number three one's being recorded. Um uh, we'll probably do that. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised and pleasantly uh, and I thought, you know, going in like I remember we were all down on season 1, we're like, you know, we're all saying and Paul was saying I don't know if I'm going to watch it, you know, <laughs> and, uh, when it comes back and and I was like, well, I'm going to watch it because I think I think they've they've only you know the only way to, they can, you know, go is from up is so it's so so low right now at the end of this season 1 that 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 uh that's, they can go up and they'll hopefully Listen to some of the complaints and and address those and try to make it better for season two. So it's it's been good enough for me not to opt out. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think w- w- is a strong improvement because I was ready. I'm ready to opt out, ready to rage quit this thing. <laughs> um, if they kill heroin boy, I'm probably even more in <laughs> right into yeah. it. Yeah, um, oh, happy if, day. Yeah, if he if he heroin <laughs> boy's gone, which you know at the end of the day maybe it's a testament to how. He's he's supposed to be annoying, maybe, and yeah. he, therefore success, right? Yeah, but I'm still ready for him to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but is there anybody? Is there any? Has there been any character on The Walking Dead that we just like besides like the baddies, like the governor or whatever? Is there any any character that like, oh, we're just waiting for the day that dude dies? You know, that a fan wise, and I wasn't of this camp, but the for the mom to die, there was a really really oh, strong Lori. for Lori yeah, to, to yeah. buy. I, I can kind of see that maybe yeah. there was a very big uh, crowd that wanted her to die die fast. Yeah, but here's like because if you what think she's about, done to Rick, you cheater, <laughs> right? Season one and season two, and this is why what really rocked me back initially, and which has been a mainstay of the show, although they've gotten a little cheesy with it um, the last couple of seasons, but how quickly characters die. Like, if you go back and watch season one, dude, there's a what you would consider there, because it's not an established cast, 
a main character dying almost every episode. Yeah. Where uh, now in The Walking Dead, because they're all big stars, the ones that have made it this far, yeah. you know, they have to drag that out for a season. And it becomes guess who dies this season. Right. As opposed to <clears throat> people were falling away like crazy. And, and I feel that's where fear really bogs down for me because this should be the time that right. there's a lot of people coming and going. There's a lot of deaths. No uh, one, we're not figuring out how to do this. A lot of early main cast temporary people. Yeah. <laughs> and the, in, in, in season one of Walking Dead, there were so many like, wow, that person, the, the, for me, there was a lot of emotion to it. Like yeah. the guy they tied the tree to on the way to or Atlanta. Our Andrea's sister was Andrea's dead sister, in episode whatever that was, three. The, <laughs> the lady that opted out to stay at the CDC thing and blow up because yeah. she's like, that's better than going out to where you guys are going to go do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it felt like every episode there was a pretty harsh death, you yeah. know, and even a fake death in Daryl's brother. Um, but that, that's what's missing for this. They've got such a small cast, yeah. and they want to drag these annoying cast members, like, kill them. Like, it was kind of a weeding out process for Walking Dead, right, till they got to this, like, with Daryl. Right. Get the- he was just supposed to be a temporary character, but he was so popular, that, and right. he was such a great upswing for the show. Like, they're never going to get to that p- period unless these fuckers start dying. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we're just early in and, and, uh, that that's coming. Um, and they're trying to create that, maybe that desire. Like you say, you know, we hate, everybody hates heroin boys. So, uh, maybe we're, you know, what's his name? Nick, you know, uh, we're looking for Nick to, to bite the bullet, you know? So maybe they're, they're Nick the dick. Yeah. Or, you know, so again, or, you or, or, or they are Mr. Or, dick. Or, <laughs> is that the foot long? And then some, <laughs> <laughs> A uh, little uh, bachelor party reference there. <coughs> Tom Hanks' Drugs, bachelor party. hookers, and fire trucks. <laughs> Such a... Well, that, that's a, one, of those, one of those PC movies you don't know if you can make today, you know, like Caddyshack and Airplane, you know. Yeah. You know, it's too, way too many things in there that are un-PC today. <laughs> but yeah, if Nick uh, Nick goes soon, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll be looking forward to that. And then, yeah, his uh, stepbrother there, the Chris... Um, Chris Chris that's my yeah. new nickname for Chris, him Chris Chris Chris, Chris. <laughs> yeah. he's kind of a, a, a uh, you know a pouty Chris Chris yeah you know now the the sister Alicia I like I like her um, and she seems know. like there's something there that they could explore right yeah. because I think with uh, if you think of like with Beth's character like that was the vulnerable character mm-hmm. the character everybody wanted to protect yeah and that added something to and then obviously her death was hugely traumatic on the show right um like maybe you know there's something there to for them to the other characters to rally around saving her or whatever um but they i just need some more intrigue man i need uh what's this what's the guy's name the boat owner uh strand yeah strand victor strand um i need more of that like that piqued Mm -hmm. my interest like what's this person about yeah, and I think we'll get that, and I think we'll get some introduction of some new, new strong characters this year. That's going to take the you know take it new directions, and, and I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, I'm, I'm on board. There's nothing that so far that's... well that's, here. Uh, look, I'm just oh that because he came in late. I was like, why is Victor only showing 17 episodes, but he wasn't in the first five. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. I, I'm more way more hopeful than when I started it, but like mm. for me, the like to get into a season three, uh, they need more 
stronger characters to rotate in, and some of the the chaff has to be separated from the wheat. Yeah, it's so it's got so much potential because of the because of the for story wise, you know, story possibilities. So much potential. I mean, L.A., Southern California, zombie apocalypse. Oh, come on! It's just like it could almost write itself, you know, if you if you do it right. Uh, don't you know? In other words, don't f it up because you've you've got so much uh, potential there to do something awesome. But uh, you know, just don't make the mistakes you did in episode you know, season one. Yeah. So, have you watched or seen all the new videos? And I can't believe that the the fans put this much effort into all this stuff. Diagnosing, like, was it who died? Who did Negan kill? Oh, right. Yeah, I've seen some. I've read some of it. Yeah. Did you have you seen the one where the it's the the guy goes through and analyzes the scene as he's pointing and who he's talking to, and and then they show who it is, and he like I think you. Uh, it said like the person had isolated the sound and you could hear oh Glenn or something like that. Right, yeah. Well his this this guy's theory is that I think he has three possibilities um based on who Negan is talking to and looking at and he, there's only three people that he could end up in front of um at at the end where he starts swinging. Yeah. And um Glenn being the primary right. and then there's maybe a couple others um, there too, but his ba- the guy does all this analysis. It's super cool. You should watch. I can't yeah. believe the guy spent this much time in it <laughs> doing it because he sh- yeah. he shows he lines them all up, shows gives them numbers. Then then as then he replays the speech several times, showing you where he's at, who's in front of. Yeah, it's all animated from the back and has the bat. There's, Negan's not in the scene anymore. It's just a bat going back and forth to show you who's in front of. Yeah, so it was it was super cool. But his Glenn was. His suspect number one. Suspect number one. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people think that the way that season, that episode started um, and ended with the view from inside that supposedly that trailer, whatever they were locked in, um, you know, that kind of dark, right? You know, slotted view. Um, that it's one of the characters that was in there, which Glenn was one of them. He was at the very back, last one to kind of come out of there. Uh, Daryl was one. Sasha was one. Um, was there another one that was in there? Oh, uh, who was out there with him? Uh, they got captured together. Oh, Michonne. Yeah. Michonne was one of them. Um, and again, I don't think it's either the women. Like I've said when we talked about it last time, I think that Negan has some type of code with women that he's not going to take them out unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, so I think it's one of the dudes. But uh, So I think that just points more to me, more points more fingers to Glenn. So Glenn dies twice in one season. Yeah. Poor Glenn. Yeah. Well, and he almost died at Terminus. Remember, he had the the guy was swinging the bat, and that's a little foreshadowing. There, I know. You know? I read. I, the, like, there's <laughs> damn near books out there now <laughs> right. with why it's Glenn, all the stuff yeah. leading up to it. And uh, you know, Glenn's the, obviously the comic character that gets killed, and then Scott Gimple, I think, is going to follow the comics fairly closely. Uh, at least for now, right? Uh, so I, I think it's it's got to be Glenn, and then they're reintroducing the 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 comics, the the next group uh, they're running to, the Kingdom uh, folks. And I saw something online today about the there's a casting the the guy that's the king of the kingdom that has a pet tiger and everything. So uh, that could be interesting. Hmm. Some some Africa Bambata, George uh, Clinton. Oh yeah, dread dude, looking dude, yeah. 
Africa Bombata. I think I have one of their CDs. <laughs> somehow I ended up with him and who was what was that one time zone world destruction? That was Africa Bombata and was it uh, John Lydon? Was it was it both of them together? I don't I don't. That's been so long ago, yeah, and I definitely have not listened to that CD in thirty years. Yeah. So I can't believe it. I was a little bit blown away when you said last night that you have not watched. Orphan yeah. Black. We are the official I know. podcast of I'm, Orphan Black. I, Black I'm, I am embarrassed and appalled at myself. <laughs> you should be. I know. You should for be. not watching. It's just one of those things that like one you night. You should put on your hair shirt and flail yourself. <laughs> right, yeah. Self-flagregation yeah. or whatever. The, bring me the, spite, the uh, whips with the little metal shards. Stick a tennis, what are the, like a, a 10 speed through. You know, you've ever seen those <laughs> guys. I think it's in India where they like stick all the metal stuff through their cheeks. Oh, Like yeah. with no anesthetic. Yeah. And then they march Holes. with like metal sticks. Yeah, spikes <laughs> sticking out of their cheeks. Yeah, there's one guy that's. I'll fucking put a, a bicycle tube and then they reconnected the other so he's like carrying a bicycle <laughs> and like one of the tubes is through his cheek oh, you should do all of that right as, as, as penance yeah I, I hear you and I, I should yeah it's one of those things I just don't know why you know we it's good. I, I tried to watch get her to watch season one one night but she was like Ginger's like, I want something lighter I'm just not in the mood to, to think that hard or to watch that hard I'm like Episode one is, I thought, super cool. Yeah. Because they back up the truck and they show you um, Beth's story and yeah, everything right. that. Yeah, I knew Beth, I knew Beth was going to be the theme of. Right. Of, of starting off, but this as year. a way to introduce the new clone that's, that's new this season. Somebody that Beth knew only MK and hasn't been introduced yet. Yeah, is the other clone. Um, I really liked it. It was. I thought it was a cool. The, I think I've said this before. That I felt like the way this show started was awesome, but I felt like you get cheated a little bit by not knowing much about Beth. Right. Yeah. And the the one that's in the German one with the red hair that gets shot in the right, car. Right. That gets killed. Yeah. Gets shot. Like in the head I want to know their backstory. So right. it, it would be super cool if somehow they were able to back the truck truck up on that too. Yeah. Um. But the the you know it it's as good as it ever has been. Um. It was cool to see. Starts off strong, in other words. Starts off very strong and in a really unique way um, by backing up the truck so far into the story. But then they still, because like Beth has obviously had all that stuff going on, but she was doing some investigations and um, she was into the Lucent people. And it took Sarah and them like as they coalesced like two seasons to get to where Beth was right. in terms of kind uh, of figuring yeah, out kind of getting the- what the moving pieces were. And so that was cool to see. And then at the end, it switches to Sarah at the end of episode one. Um, and then episode two uh, uh, is, is, is Sarah ba- basically back on the run and having to get, she just wants to go away and hide, but they found her and now she's back on back in the thick of things and she's back in New York, I guess is the city this is set, supposedly set in. Does it ever say? Uh, it doesn't say, and I've always, you know, I, I think the th- I think it's shot in Canada. It's in, it, yeah, it's totally shot in Canada. Uh, but it's got a feel. It's got a weird feel because of that. I think it it, uh, it doesn't. It's not really. It doesn't feel like New York. It feels more like almost like somewhere in England. You know, like right. London. You know, it has that feel, and I think that's because of the Canadian deal. You know, it's got that. But it feels to me almost like this is being shot in England. You know? And there's a lot of time, a lot of time in the burbs. Yeah. But like the episode two is where all the clones come back in, and you've got 
Kasima and you've got Soccer Mom, uh, Helena is 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 Helena 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 yeah love her. Um, she serves as comic relief so far, mm-hmm. and she's got you know she's got babies you're on th- the way. Strong like a bull. <laughs> <laughs> and she's super funny. Um, um, she has to go to the doctor to get a sonogram, and she's like, you know, she's like psychopathic killer, and she's not really like should, jiving with everything. She's not threaten babies. <laughs> it's just, it's just the babies on the sonogram, and she just looks at looks like mush. <laughs> That's true. Perfect, Helena. Um. So man, two episodes in, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's so Stay good. On. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're gonna now. Not a lot of watch. action, a lot of mystery and build up and stuff. And I'm assuming the ball really probably gets rolling in episode three or four. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, like Helena, how much of a thing she plays now that she's pregnant and yeah, has babies on the way. Yeah, is that a way that they're they're. Uh Gonna be do less for her character, or are they just trying to introduce the whole being pregnant thing as another interesting aspect of her? Or maybe she'll have to like go beat people up while pregnant, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah be a total badass while <laughs> while uh, <laughs> carrying a you know. And baby. actually, this season, um, because it flashes back to Beth, I think <clears throat> um, Broody McBruder, the cop, her cop buddy, gets uh, a lot better treatment. Art, art, yeah. and is much has a more of a much more of a range and a, and a story to him too and it's not just scowling the whole time right actual interaction with beth and stuff right and so that yeah that's that's been that's a pretty cool aspect of it um i'm digging it man it seems like forever and i can't believe that you're two episodes behind i can't believe that you're gonna go home and watch fear well actually i uh, just was now that now that i'm, I'm reconsidering that i'm actually actually okay maybe tonight we'll watch orphan black for episode one and then we'll do Fear Another Night. So yeah. Maybe that's the order it should be. It, it should be. It's the order of goodness. <laughs> right. That, that is true. That is true. Now, with, with your glowing recommendation of the start of Orphan Black, I think I'll, I think I'll switch that around. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. the the uh, Beth finally getting so much screen time. I yeah. thought it was super cool. Well, At first, it felt like maybe it was just going to be four or five minutes. But then once you realize the whole episode, you're like, oh, yeah. this is cool. This cool. is worth it. Yeah, I've always wanted to know more about Beth. So that's that's cool that they're doing that. And and they, I think, have found some interesting ways to tie it into what's going on now. Yeah. Um, that makes it not gimmicky, right? It makes right. it like exposes more of the story, um, and while rounding out that Beth character considerably more. Yeah. I'm digging it, man. Cool. You got to watch it, fool. I'm on board. So uh, it's it's uh, one of my favorite shows. So we got to get caught up on Orphan Black. We got to do Orphan Black. Got to stay up with fear. We got to get caught up on freaking. Blind spot. We're three episodes. I'm way behind that. all the like the NBC shows. I've, I kind of sidelined, and I'll probably yeah. in the next couple of weeks catch back up on that. I haven't seen any blind spot since the break. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll probably start powering through that stuff. We've watched a couple uh, since the break, um, but uh, yeah, you know, never, never got back on board with um, uh, Blacklist, and then. Had recorded, set the DVR and was recording sh- uh, Shades of Blue, and mm-hmm. was just like, "Yeah, screw it, I deleted them all." <laughs> it was good. It's just one. It's not good enough for me to put in the catalog of stuff I've got to keep right, up, stay with. up with. Yeah, um, and that but, was my thing. I was like, I think Brian liked it, but he wasn't that big on it. And I'm like, 
I just ain't got the time. Yeah. So I just killed so, it. So part of this, the, the girls and I have gotten really into on Netflix watching uh, episodes of, I think we're a season and a half in because we'll watch one before bed before they crash, um, of uh, Next Food Network stars. Oh yeah, yeah. So we've I've taken I've had to mentally take a break from and get away from some of the shows that I would typically binge on, maybe so that when I go back to them, the enjoyment level will be, will be there. Um, and there's also a really cool uh, series on Netflix about English castles. Yeah. Um, and they do I think it's five English castles, and each one each episode I think is a an hour and a half long, and it goes all the way from when they were built, all the wars that they were featured in, the battles, the sieges. And all that kind of stuff, and that was super cool. Um, you know, it's 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 cool to um, for a country. Our country um, has two hundred years of history and of recorded history, and before that, we don't know a whole lot what happened on this continent. But to see, you know, that okay, this castle was built was first built around the year nine hundred. You know, like shit. That's a long time ago, <laughs> yeah, man. It is, yeah. <laughs> and then they walk you forward until like you know the 1500s when a 15, some of them the 1500s, um, before that you know the castle it just becomes a a place to live and not you know castles really aren't that big after cannons are invented. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you can blow them down. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was that was super cool. But that's some of the um, break stuff that I've been watching is. Next Food Network stars. Secrets of Great British Castles, is that it? Yeah, yeah, super yeah. cool. Uh, and there's also, there's another, there's a PBS one, I don't know, it may just be one deal, it says Secrets of High Clare Castle. Yeah, it's probably just a one show. Yeah, deal. that's just a one, that's a PBS, but the others are, I think, are BBC. Um, but it was it was super interesting. I actually finished up the last one this morning, um, watching that. And then you caught me watching whatever that name of that game show was. Oh, it was All Work, All Play. Yeah, was the name of that video gaming documentary. So those have been my big taking a break stuff. Well, we have we have a new uh, a new show that we're watching. I say we, it's not it's Scarlet. Yeah, and actually, Ginger and I, all three of us, we're fa- doing family time with this show. That's what that's what food, that's Food Network starts for us. Food Network starts for you guys. Yeah. yeah, we're doing family time with a new show. Scarlet loves it, and it's actually really funny. It's on the Cartoon Network, and it is animated as a cartoon. But it's called We Bear Bears. And bear is B-A-R-E, the first bear. Yeah, I yeah. think the girls have watched a couple of these. It's really funny. Uh, the voices on that, uh, it's kind of amazing. Uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live, Bobby Monahan, is one of the voices. Patton Oswalt plays a voice. Jason Lee plays a voice on there. From um, the Bruce Leaf story? No, Jason. Uh, Not Jason it, Scott Lee? My name is Earl. Oh, Jason okay. Lee. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Jason Amy, Jason Lee, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really funny. It's it's three three bears, uh, a polar bear, a, uh, there you go, a panda bear, and a grizzly bear all live together. And they're all, it's basically, they're just, you know, you know current day, you know, people with cell phones and uh, iPhones and, uh, you know, laptops and their, the problems they have, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and hit little, uh, pun- little, uh, plays, uh, uh, commentary on hipster life and, you know, the, <laughs> oh, they make it fun of hipsters? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. There's one you got to see. It's called, um, uh, tote life. 
and it's all about the you know the shopping bag you know when they're they're getting groceries and they just they say oh you know paper or plastic it's like oh it doesn't matter and you know they just the the clerks just basically take offense that they're not environmental conservative people you know and <laughs> and so uh, they turn them on to to totes and there's this secret you know buying the little uh reusable bags and there's this whole, the whole thing is about the secret life of you know which you become cool once you get a tote and people give you things and you know you know ex- extra stuff and you get to go to the front of the line and stuff like you know all these type of things is part of this and it's all about it's tote life yeah <laughs> tote life <laughs> and then they just they take it of course then they take it overboard they just like to start getting every tote they can get their hands on and basically become tote bag hoarders <laughs> <laughs> So that's just one episode. So this it's just stuff like that, and it's it's really funny. And of course, it's it's aimed at kids. It's it's for kids, but it's got a, like a lot of animated stuff. You know, it's got an adult. Uh, they're shooting for adult audience too, so there's a lot of things in there that uh, that's a lot of fun. So yeah, we've been watching that. We're we watched uh, um, this morning. We watched about uh, three or four episodes of it. They're all the episodes are 15 minutes, so you know you can blow through that. And yeah, nothing. You know, hmm. I'll I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I imagine Chloe would. Chloe would get a big kick out of it. Carl loves it, and and Dee probably would too. It's probably it's not it's not too over her because again, it's kinda... I want to say they have mentioned it before. Yeah, it's funny. So if Pat, speaking of Patton Oswalt, you know, he's one of the voices in his there. wife yeah. died. Do you see that? Yeah, I know. I was like, holy cow! She died in her sleep. Yep. She was forty six years old. She was a big true crime writer and started yep. this big true crime uh, blog website that was hugely popular. Uh, yeah, she was a prolific writer, and uh, they had married for like eight years, have a seven-year-old daughter together. <sighs> I just can't imagine that little girl, you know. It's just, you know, she lost her mom, and, you know, Patton's lost his wife. That's that's horrible. No, they, that is terrible. So this, Bosch. I've got to get back on Bosch. i got to get it on uh, Amazon yep. for season two. But I did, I did pull this up, and I've heard really good things about this show. Um, second chance, a, a billionaire and a bioengineer bring a dead police officer back to life. Mm. Um, so I may check that out. Yeah, what is that on Sci-Fi or? Yeah, yeah. Seems yep. it, just from looking at the poster there, that looks very Sci-Fi. It almost looks like um, the deal they did for um, um, the uh, what's the asteroid belt one. <clears throat> um, Belt, the belters and oh my gosh, I know. Why'd old. you do this to me? <laughs> I, I, I've got like one thing in my head. <laughs> yeah, I know the episode. Remember the episode? Remember the can't? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> yeah, we just we've just been watching that and and holy cow! And that's another thing. I don't think I've watched been through all the episodes of that. I got to get back on that. The yeah, fuck's wrong with you? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. There, I think there's another series I've been watching, and like now I'm drawing a blank on what it is. I almost had it in my head. Oh, we started the uh, we started the um, um the uh, man. See, you're another, you're having another, a total meltdown over there. Senior moment here. <laughs> uh, well, we've not. I've yet to we have yet to watch, do any Twelve Monkeys. Uh, the series, but um, um, what's Josh Holloway's latest show? 
Oh, yeah, the uh, space alien one. Yeah, yeah. I've only watched the colony. First. Colony. colony. Yeah. yeah, we colony. watched. We watched two or three of those. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It's one of those shows that we like, but it's also you know a little kind of. I would say I don't know if I want to say formulaic or a little too mainstream TV ish. You know. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely got that feel. Yeah. Of like, hey, this is a mainstream. It's on, but it's yeah, on USA. USA Network, yeah, exactly. So yeah, while I like it, um, it's just not one of those things that's super riveting, you know. I, yeah, I would watch it. I don't have anything, not any reason not to watch it. Uh, but just you know, as far as time wise, I'm not slating it in there over over other stuff, really. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna give that a second chance. I've got probably Bosch. I'm picking up. I'll probably binge that. I think it's out now. Yeah, it seems like it. I think it's out, and uh, but I hardly ever because Amazon just doesn't put that many things out. I hardly ever flip over to that whatever the fuck that Firebox or whatever their Amazon Amazon Fire Fire TV whatever. Yeah, but Bosch is a great show, so I'll have to get on that. Oh, The Expanse. The Expanse. There you yeah. go. Duh. Duh. Fuck. I know. <laughs> How long did I have to pull that out of deep? Yeah, so have you been... I know you were knocking out the the last season, but have you been watching Archer? Uh, I got caught up on this season this morning. Oh, yeah. So fucking funny, <laughs> man. No, no, I'm still behind on Archer. Come on, dude. I know. I know. What am I going to do with you? What, yeah, what, what are we going to do with you not watching shit and Paul... Paul, Paul, Paul ghosting this? Yeah, ghosted. <laughs> Was there ever really a Paul? Or was it somebody <laughs> just doing voices? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get him back here eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at this. Yeah. Yeah. How many expanses am I missing? I think a bunch. There's only there's, nine or ten, right? Uh, there's ten episodes for this season. Season two is is on the docket already. Season two is going to come out January 2017. Good. This is great. I loved it. Uh, speaking of season two, uh, did you read the confirmation that uh, uh, Into the Badlands is a go for season well, two? Well, I was—that's actually what exactly why I was doing all this googling yeah. because oh, now, right, there you go. Yeah, mm. so um, I didn't even look at your screen. I said that, and then just <laughs> I'll start, and then I, when you start pointing your screen, I look at it. I'm like, holy cow, he's pulled up Into the Badlands. Yes. So, but it doesn't show. It just shows that there's going to be uh, 2.1 through 2.10. Yeah. So it's going to be. Uh, Ten other ten episodes, dude. I fucking Sweet. love that. Did you watch them all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did watch dude, the whole thing. It's greatness. Yeah, it like it has such a great mix of action, throwback stuff from watching Kung Fu Theater and all yeah, those type yeah. of movies, to this weird sci-fi thing that's going on because yeah. it's in the future after the breakdown. It's of, an interesting mix. Yeah, you know, it really is. It's you know, like you say, it's got, it's almost got a. You know, a little bit of a David Carradine kung fu type of feel to right. it. You know, yeah. it's got a real futuristic kind of post-apocalyptic Mad Max kind of feel to it in a way. Um, you know, it's got a it's got a Django Unchained, you know, Civil War kind of feel to it. You know, with the plantations and the, the you know almost the slave labor almost. You know, although they're all you know, it's multicolors. It's not, it's just basically a caste system. Uh, versus race, so it's yeah, it's got an interesting, interesting vibe to well, it. And then again, yeah, the action sequences, you know, the swordplay and the fights and all that are amazing. So uh, the wire work and everything, it's it's yeah, I'm I'm on board for season two. I'm excited yeah. for it. Should be cool. Well, I think it starts tonight, and I know you guys have never watched an episode, but you should 
Game of Thrones. I know, dude. We are the only couple in America <laughs> that, <laughs> that does not, does not watch Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. <laughs> um, although at some point, when you guys do sit down to watch it, you got a lot of goodness. Coming. I know, I know. That's why. That's why you know, with Ginger changing jobs, uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know look at probably just cutting the cable totally, and then we'll stuff like that. That's what we can watch. You know, yep, we, there you know, go. Bang. Use our net Netflix and. Amazon Prime subscriptions to just <laughs> blow through tons of stuff. You know? But, uh, yeah, you guys should definitely cut the cord. Um, waste of money. <sighs> Dude, especially my last cable bill, $299.97. For what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's internet, it's it's cable, and uh, and uh, phone, digital phone, home phone. All you need is the internet. Yeah. Probably but, 80 but You can probably cut that down to 80 bucks a month. $65 is for the internet part. Yeah. And the rest of it, yeah, of $299, basically $300, $65 of it is, is internet. Now, there's some taxes and stuff, BS right. in there, too. But what's killing me, what just which pisses me off to no end, I probably said this before on the podcast, is uh, the rental, the equipment rental. It's 65 to $70 a month mm-hmm. in equipment rental. And each one of those boxes probably costs them like $30. Uh, yeah, and they've paid for those things 100 times over. Again <laughs> yeah. and again. So, I, yeah, I think Game of Thrones starts tonight. Yeah, I think I saw that on the, online earlier that people are jazzed for it. So, yeah, one of these days. But, you know, then again... We've got so much other stuff to get caught up on. It's not even funny. Hopefully, we live long enough into our, uh, into our senior years that we can see all this stuff. But just think of all the new stuff that's going to come, <laughs> right. come out between now and then. Right, that you yeah. All done in three Super 3D and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck 3D. It'll be a virtual reality. We'll step into a holodeck and watch stuff, you know. So out. I'm sorry. If it's something i got to wear on my face, I'm so out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to put this thing on your head and... Uh, no, it's, it'll be it'll be walking to a, a room that's projected so around you. I think you're away, moving away on you're at least watching Daredevil. You're in season two now. Uh, no, I've not no. yet season two. But Tail it looks like one. because the thing has been so popular that they are going to roll out the Punisher as his own series. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, the violence level in season two goes up so high, and it's because of the Punisher, dude. Right. He's just murdering people <laughs> left and right. Anybody yeah. that's a bad dude stand in his way, yeah, he's toast. Woe be unto you. Yeah, yeah, you're. Well, that's what die. the Punisher is about. That's what mm-hmm. he does. You know? I don't know. He punishes. You cannot have a. You not cannot have a PC Punisher. No, no. He has to. He has to be cold blooded. Wipe the you know the mafia goons, crime guys off the face of the earth. Get them! Yeah. Can't wait. <clears throat> hey, have you watched uh, it's uh, AMC show that's just started? Um, this um, the was it the night? Was what the heck is it? I just had it pulled up too. And I'm already drawing a blank. How how sad is that? Uh, old timers, yeah, no come kidding. on, old timer. Night Manager. I have heard a ton about it. It's supposed to name Lori. As uh, big of a Hugh Lori fan as you can be. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to check it out. I've got it. We've got it DVR'd. Uh, so it's, and Ginger's, actually, Ginger is actually very interested in this show because uh, it's a Hugh Lori, and then what's the other dude that's in that? Um, it's not it's not Cumberbatch, but it's a dude that kind of looks like him. It's a uh, uh, plays uh, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm 
I'm I'm intrigued, and it's like I think it's like a mini series. It's only like eight episodes, so it's not like it's going to be long. Well, thing. It, it says seasons. Yeah. Six episodes. Six, six, yeah, even better. Should be cool. Yeah, so I'm over that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch it. No, I like both of them, but dude. I almost the other day started watching House again because I love that fucking series. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I was like, no, no, I'll spend the next month <laughs> right. watching the, nothing but House yeah, yeah. if I start I'll it. spend 80 hours on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is on my, my short list. That. I'm going to make sure I watch Bosch this week. Yep. I will have actually some free time this week now that most of the yard work is done. Yeah, as you busted your butt out there. Fucking be an adult. Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> right, yeah. If you, have the, if you have the ability to not ever grow up and have house responsible things, yard and all that stuff, don't do it. I see now why people live in zero lot line homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. uh, Or in a condo or whatever, you know. Yeah, just pay somebody else to mow a little bit of outside. Everybody chips in there. They're I couldn't do $2. a condo. That's too close to other people. That is very close to other people. I don't like people enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. I really don't like people. Yeah, it says that The Night Manager is based on uh, the best-selling novel by John LeClaire. Yeah. He's not the guy that wrote the Jan- Jason Bourne stuff. That's some other dude, right? Yeah, I believe so. Well, that doesn't sound right, but what do I know? Nothing. Yep. I can't freaking type. Um... Robert Ludlum. 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 Yeah. That new Jason Bourne movie looks awesome, too. And they're saying, like, this movie takes Jason Bourne to the next level. Like, it's much more of a action flick yeah. even than the other ones. Really? And that, I was reading that, that little quip, and I was like, you got to be fucking shitting me, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, How is that this, possible? The third, the third movie was yeah. super cool. Loved it. Yeah. And even... um. The first one was directed by that guy that did to, to Live and Die in L.A., did all those awesome car chases. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the most intense car chases ever filmed is the one in To Live and Die in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Born Identity has um, all that stuff in too. God damn, that's a good series. But uh, Matt Damon's coming back, and I actually liked that. Um, freaking William Friedkin. The Legacy. Born Legacy without yeah. Matt Damon. I thought that was okay too. I did not mind. He did the French connection too. Yeah. 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 Dude's been around a while, man. Yeah, yeah. Extra. What a great underrated movie to live and die in L.A. Mm-hmm. Real dark though. Yeah. Course, you know, your main characters end up. Spoiler. <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um. Well, I am. Wang Chung soundtrack. Who directed the second and third? Agreed to direct in the fifth installment. Hey, you want know, to watch? Uh, did we talk about this? Uh, watched, Greengrass. Watched a uh, old '90s flick uh, here a week or two ago. Watched Crimson Tide. Really? Yeah, Gene Hackman, Denzel yeah, Washington yeah. movie. Very good. I was so into those submarine movies when because mm-hmm. I when I read The Hunt for Red October in um, high school. Like all those things, I would just watch the shit out of the submarine movies because yeah. it's such a fascinating thing. Um, yeah, made uh, Hunt for Red October, fantastic book, okay movie. Yeah. Um, Did you get into reading the other books um, at that time, Patriot Games and all that? Oh yeah, I read everything um, 
that he'd put out probably through the late 90s. Yeah. And then it just became a little bit of this kind of the same same stuff again. Yeah. But it was uh, all the movies are fantastic. Um clear the books those are definitely one of those things that the books they they're great movies. Yeah. I like all those movies. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I don't like. Maybe Ben Affleck is a little uh, in yeah. um uh clear not what's the I just had it in my head. The one that he was in. Yeah. I wrote over Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. He was in Clear and Present, wasn't he? No. No, that was still that was still uh uh Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was still Han Solo. <laughs> Uh, doing that. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no. Did you guys still, was it, fear. did it hold up? Uh, yeah, it was really good. I mean, you know, um, the whole premise, of course, that is that um, sub, you know, gets a, uh, the setup is that a new, uh, Russian um, rebels have seized control of a, uh, a sub base and they're threatening to, they're taking a sub and they're going to launch uh, missiles against Washington. So they, U.S. subs that are patrolling that area of the world get or, get ordered, they get cleared to uh, to basically take out the sub before, launch nuclear weapons on the sub base before uh, they have a chance to launch. And um, they get an order, is confirmed, and then they get another order, you know, just right after that, shortly after that, before you know, while they're getting everything ready, uh, and it gets disrupted because they lose communications. They have a, they I can't remember if it's a contact with another sub, and they they have to do some massive maneuvers and it causes them to to lose contact um, while this other order comes in. So it becomes then the struggle between the two, the uh, the EXO and the and the um, the, uh, the captain that you know, the captain wants to go ahead and launch and the exo is like no this could be an order to stand down let's not you know let's let's go up and get um get, get things fixed go up and and get a new see if we can get a new signal yeah before we start nuking the world yeah, before we start you know, releasing nuclear weapons let's maybe get another deal and uh so that maybe pour into the you know okay what's the facts about naval and you know there's people that are served on submarines and been exos and and captains and they said there's there's no way in hell that they release nuclear weapons uh if the exo doesn't agree with the captain yeah you yeah know, that was the whole premise sir I, you know denzel washington's you know performance and that is, is great of saying you know i do not agree um and he goes, that ha- that happens there's gonna be no mutiny or anything no reason for it They'll because, just shoot the captain because no because then the entire submarine you know they know the they know the order both of them have to agree and right. one of them if they don't then we don't do anything right it's okay well i guess we're gonna have to go up and check the signal then because <laughs> to, yeah because <laughs> we got we ain't got nothing else to do and i do think <laughs> it, like where hackman's character then becomes obsessed with launching yeah. essentially and fulfilling what he thinks the order is that I don't think the none of that happens because if, if the captain went that crazy, I do think that they subdue him and lock him and chain him down and lock him in a room. <laughs> right. Like I mean, I, their training is so thorough. They know once they start that process, they better be damned because they are going to be killing millions of people. Yeah. Each one of those subs is capable of killing hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
premise is a little weird, but a great movie. <laughs> well, they set it up because you know they, they 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 set it up to where there's a time limit. You know they have to they have to get their launch done before this other sub can launch. You know the Russian base has been taken over before they can launch one of those subs. They can launch on Washington. So there's a there's a built in time limit. We broke off communications, so that sets all the tension up. You know right. in it, but uh, a book that I really and I thought they had kind of started to go this way. My favorite Tom Clancy book is Red Storm Rising. Yeah, um, which is about the United States and Soviet Union getting into a shooting war in Europe, um, and it was written with co-written with a guy named Larry Bond, who did some really cool books around the same thing, some kind of what if books. Um, I think the war in twenty twenty, and he did a really cool book that I, I loved. It was about. Um, and I don't remember know if you remember, but he also did the Harpoon gaming system, which was an early like computer game. Um, but he did a hmm. book, if I remember correctly, around what the if North Korea and South Korea got into it in the late eighties with all the military might that they have, um, what that would would be like. It was it was pretty cool. But Red Storm Rising, a real it's too late now. The the you know the Cold War is gone, right, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it would have been a cool thing to do before the fall of the Soviet Union. It was a big what if, yeah. And they found a way to in the book they found a way to de-escalate it before they started launching nukes. But it was full on World War Three tank versus tank planes all over Europe, and right before I think uh, it was we were really kind of winning, and then the Soviet Union's only recourse that at that point is just start blowing fucking shit up right with nukes um so they found a way to wind it down um stop, stop super super cool book though ben affleck's one uh time Clancy one was some of all fears yes yeah, some of all fears that one was okay yeah yeah the movie yeah, yeah. The book was great. i think the best one still was hunt for october yeah by far and what a dumbass he was for not taking that uh I like Baldwin. Yeah, for not continuing to go with that series. Why. Yeah, dude, could have made those till you know, still be making those in a way. You know. And he, I, I liked him in the in Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Um, but he wanted to go do something else. He, I think he turned it down to go do something that was ended up bombing. Yeah. Um, dummy, dummy. By the way, did you speaking of back to Prince, uh, did you um, see two things? What, did you see the SNL did thing they did last night, Saturday Night Live? Did a I have not Prince. watched SNL since like ninety uh, one. Well, this is just just uh, just a Prince Prince tribute. Yeah, it wasn't an actual show. Uh, it was just Jimmy Fallon uh, out there on the stage introducing basically every time Prince was on and all the. Oh you know, he yeah. Did, you know, every time he was on as a musical guest, he did yeah. two performances. So they just showed all those. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they didn't. They canceled and, the show for this week. Yeah, they, they didn't do a show, and then at the end, because when they ran out, they went. They went did the full hour and a half. So they had about I don't know about forty five minutes to an hour of Prince stuff, and then for the other part of it, they did. Um, uh, Prince, uh, anything, that, any any skit they did that that involved you know Prince, like they did for a while there. Uh, the guy Fred Armiston that's now the, you know on uh, Seth Meyers' show mm-hmm. is the musical guy. Uh, Fred Armiston played Prince in a skit. It was the Prince talk show, and um, Maya Rudolph did uh, played Beyonce as his sidekick on the show. Mm-hmm. Those are those are kind of funny, uh, but the best of course was seeing. Prince perform on SNL. Oh yeah, all, all those performances. Did you see the Charlie Murphy verse Prince? Yeah, that was my other thing I was going to say is the is the Dave Chappelle show the classic skit of uh, 
Charlie Murphy's real life, uh, whatever, you know, true Hollywood story or whatever when he played <laughs> Prince in basketball. Yeah, and that, that is uh, awesome. It's shirts versus blouses. <laughs> blouses win. Yeah. There was an there interview out there, too, and somebody had put the audio up on SoundCloud <laughs> of Prince saying, yeah, that totally, all that totally happened. He's like, you know, I mean, I, I'm okay at basketball, but it was much more about Charlie Murphy and his gang being really bad than us being superstars. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and they're like, well, did you really serve him pancakes? He's like, yeah. I mean, I didn't make them, but we ate pancakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got people to make pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. The um, And then they had the, you know, you saw the clip of Dave Chappelle on, uh, on either the Kimmel, Kimmel or Fallon uh, a while back, and they asked him, about that whole deal, and um, because then Prince, he thought that funny was, was uh, that skit was so funny, and he also wanted to kind of get back at, at Chappelle, so he put Chappelle from that episode, the screenshot of Chappelle dressed up as him, dressed up as Prince, serving the pancakes, and he used it on the back of a single, a cover of a single he had, and it was called "Breakfast Can Wait." <laughs> <laughs> look that up. Look up uh, Prince "Breakfast Can Wait." And it's and it's not Prince. It's it's Dave Chappelle looking like uh, Purple Rain era Prince in purple with a big plate of pancakes. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's awesome. So yeah, Chappelle said uh, when he was doing that, he's like, you know, he goes, what? He goes, that's a Prince, that's a Prince judo move that right there on me. He goes, what am I going to do? I'm going to sue him for being dre- for 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 putting. Me dressed up as him on his album cover? Right. No, that, that's just, you know, that's checkmate right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And um, he, he, they were, they are asking Prince, or one of the, I can't remember if it was his dad or Chappelle, but they were like, well, did you ever run into Prince after that? He's like, yeah, I saw him like a week later. And I'm like, hey, man, did you see our, our thing? <laughs> A skit about you? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I think for me, like the cool thing, obviously, there's music. Um, and he's you know a little bit of a strange guy. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, but all the philanthropic stuff. Oh yeah. And because he's a Jehovah's Witness, he has to do it in private, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. now it's all coming out like the We Code program mm-hmm. and exactly. And all, all the in um, one of the things I was reading, I think it was last night, and it uh, was talking. And one, they were interviewing one of his people, and they're like, "You wouldn't believe how many people all over the United States um, have solar panels on their house, or got their roof fixed after a storm, mm-hmm. or all this stuff, and they have no idea that Prince did it. But he would write ten, twenty thousand yeah. dollar checks all the time." Yep. And donate to people anonymously for things to be done and taken care of, but no one ever knew it because the, his right. faith was like that's the, one of the worst things you can do is glory to yourself off of these acts of service, right? right. So all this stuff is coming to light after the fact. So here's the thing: it was funny. Uh, Lane and I had dinner, made some hamburgers Friday night. She's like, you know, I thought this whole time. I thought, well, his songs are real sexual and about women and stuff, but I just thought he was gay. And I was like, no, that we can, we can, he was married a couple times yeah, and had yeah, a kid yeah. ago that passed away. Yeah, horrible. Uh, like a kid, month, two months. Yeah, two months old. And died and had some bad disease. But know. we can all rest assured that Prince 
was crushing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, uh, That's in that oh, that Charlie Murphy skit, you know, that whole the whole androgynous look. You know, yeah. that dude was always pulling down more women than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. But yeah, dude was a great guy. I mean, you know, yeah, he had his 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 wild years and and did songs about sex and 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 all that. And he kind of toned that a little bit down. Do you think Soft to, and Wet was about sex? Yeah, maybe. Um, or get off, get off, or um, erotic city, or uh, pee control. There, right? <laughs> you know? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, he toned that down a little bit and changed the lyrics up when he was singing the songs once he became a, a Jehovah Witnesses. But before he was a Seventh Day Adventist, before uh, he was a Jehovah Witness. Yeah, and, and I don't think very, very uh, part time <laughs> Seventh Day Adventist wasn't real, real that probably that that into it. But I think that's maybe oh that's probably how, what he grew up as his family was and his mom then switched and became a yeah, Jehovah Witness. And when she died, that's what that's what got him to become a Jehovah Witness was that when she died, she he like, you know, her last wishes that he would study and get into it. And yeah, and he said, uh, one of the interviews said that he had an ongoing conversation with a friend of his for like over a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he, they yeah this, he, this dude that I guess got his mom into it, you know, this, yeah. this guy was was pretty big in their, their empire, their, their world, and got him into it. Yeah, and I remember years ago hearing the reports of Prince going out and doing the actual witnessing, going door to door, yeah. you know, and people were like, "Holy cow, that's Prince sitting <laughs> from on my doorstep with handing out watchtower tracks." <laughs> yeah, a little. It's. I mean, obviously, I think it did worked wonders for him in terms of probably setting his life on a better path. Yeah, but uh, I don't know some weird stuff going on there. <laughs> um, but that word huge, damn, huge crushing damn. loss though for yeah. the world of, of losing losing that dude. Kill it. For every one of these, a Kardashian should die. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I said on somebody's thing of that, that Ted Koppel thing, or no, it wasn't Ted Koppel, it was the CNN deal of of uh, Anderson Cooper, you know, saying, <laughs> you know, reporting that uh, uh, tra- tragic in the, in the music industry today, Tragic West was found alive in his apartment. And Kanye. I was like, can we can we trade him? And I don't know. Let's get Kim, Prince back. Get Prince back and do it in a heartbeat. Yep, the purple one. All right, we're about out of time and battery life on the recorder thing here. All right, I guess we're going to call it, call it a day. Yep. Thanks, folks, for listening. Catch you later on the flip side. All right, later. <laughs>